Sam. First one to call. All right. Let's see who's next. Huh. How you doing? How are you mentally? How are you physically? You good? Huh, man. It's it's draining, brother. It's draining, man. It's it's um <laughs> um I think physically I'm good. Physically I'm good. Mentally I'm all over the place, you know. Excited, um, sad, violent, <laughs> uh confused, depressed, everything, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel you on all that. Yeah, what's going on, fellas? All right. Hey, the doc is in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Doc is asked James, how he's feeling? How are you feeling right now? Good? Um, man, <laughs> I got a mix of emotions, dog. <laughs> a mix of emotions, brother. Yeah, well, tell me how you are. are you, how are you feeling spiritually? How are you feeling mentally? Physically uh, good? Uh, you know what? It's it's it's. I I can't really call it to be honest with you. I I feel a I feel a mixture uh, of emotions, man. I I I feel, um, I feel I feel happy, sad, angry, upset. You know, hopeful. You know, um, like I said, I just I'm just all over the place. You know, with all my emotions. To be honest with you. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That hey, like- is that like Yo. T now? What's yeah. going on with you, T? T, I just up? asked my fellows how they're all doing. How are you mentally? How are you spiritually? How are you physically? You good? What's going on? Man, honestly, uh, the past, like, I want to say, like, today and yesterday were really, like, eye-opening and very reflective days. Um, Just not wanting to leave the house. Almost, like, in a very depressive, like, mood, honestly. Just, it's a roller coaster of emotions. It's just really sad to see so much going on and it's hard to focus on your life and your home, you know, once there's so much pain going on outside in the outside. It's like, I don't, it's a very confusing time for sure. Mm, that's what's up. Well, what hopefully you, this evening, well, I am doing as best as I can possibly do. Right. Given the circumstances of the events that have happened, uh, it's been a lot of racking my brain around common sense, mm-hmm. uh, really diving back into my childhood of growing up in rural Louisiana. I've always, I've always seen and dealt with racism. So for me, I've kind of been like, I don't know, just built differently for this world because of it, because of my parents and family mm-hmm. growing up. Right. So for me, it's like the stuff on the West Coast, like it's way more liberal. So like it's huge outrage. I'm like seeing some wild and crazy shit. I've got some crazy stories that people wouldn't believe that would like gut them. It's like I've seen it all. So throughout this episode, I plan on, you know, giving people some history about this so the system and why and I don't get how they don't understand systematic racism. I'm a painter very for everybody. Everybody be, you know, this is an opportunity to to vent, get the perspective of minorities that live in this world every single day <clears throat> that are out there. Yeah. So when you have questions or don't want to engage in something, at least now you might have a little bit of a playbook to go by of to understand how we feel during these key moments in history. Right on, yes. 
Right on. Right. On. You know, it's, it's, yeah, you know, it's it's just to kind of take the listeners behind the curtain a little bit. <clears throat> we we have a, as a lot of you, some of you may know, we have a group chat on Instagram, and uh, all we've been doing, you know, all four of us has been just bouncing uh, different posts, you know, on IG, you know, back and forth to each other, you know, things off the shade room, things off ESPN, just off the different perspectives from throughout the, you know, the country, over the world, on people's take on what's going on, you know, um, and that's been real telling as well, you know, just getting everybody's opinion on, on what's going on and uh, just seeing shit play out, play out in real time, you know. Uh, I've, I've been having my <clears throat> my uh, TV locked on to either CNN or MSNBC and just keeping track of all the protests um, that's going on. Um, the, uh, you know, the president, you know, he, he addressing, you know, the nation and everything and not still not really um, mentioning, you know, George Floyd and, you know, the police brutality, which is still crazy as hell to me. I'm not surprised by it. Um, but like I said, I don't, I don't want to get, you know, ahead of, ahead of, ahead of uh, myself, you know, so, but it, that's what we've been doing, just to the listeners behind the curtain, you know, as far as, you know, that's right. you know, what we do. Now, before we get into that, how does everybody sound to each other? Uh, everybody else sounds good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds off. good to me. All right, cool. Just wanted to check real quick. All right. Cool. All right. So, yeah. brother Sam, you wanna you wanna lead us into this? Uh, all right. So let's let's get the the backstory of the the African American plight. Let's say the African plight first before it became the African American plight. Uh-huh. So, sixteen hundreds, Africans were brought to America. What was known as America? They were slaves. Not indentured servants, not colonists. They were slaves. They were traded with beasts and cattle in this country throughout years. They were separated from their families. They were treated, raped, murdered, lynched, marked with brandings of whose plantation they belonged to, sold and traded for money or goods. This goes on for over 300 years and 60 years. Slavery is abolished in 1865. So from 1865 until now, we are now what is considered African-Americans because we are free in America. So it's 155 years of alleged progress. So in 1865, the system that we are put in, which isn't built for us because it's never included us is here 1875 <clears throat> Jim Crow laws start now for those unaware of what Jim Crow laws are those are segregation laws or separatist laws so you put black people that you just freed that don't have the ability to read or write or know what's going on in this country for the most part because some of those things are illegal, you now have separated them from being included in what is supposed to be the land of milk and honey and opportunity in America. So again, why this system is not for us. 
So if we have to go through Jim Crow laws and nothing's included for us, and then you have a constitutional bill that states a black man or any minority of race is considered three-fifths of a human, you're not even seen as a full person to them in their eyes. So how is this okay in any way and tell me that's progress? So now you have this alleged progress that's being made. Then we get to the Voting Rights Act. In 1965. So from 1875 to 1965, you couldn't even fully vote because if you wanted to vote before that, it was only allowed for black men. And if you were a black man, you had to jump through every possible hoop to vote. You had to have a job. You had to tell them who your boss was at your job. You had to tell them where you lived. You had to own the property of where you lived. And with that being said, they would get that information, give it to clan members. They would go to your boss, harass your boss. Your boss would then fire you. You no longer have a job. And if your boss didn't fire you, they would come to your house, possibly burn down your house, or put a burning cross on your yard. So there is no effective change to a system where you're making it extremely hard for me to vote. My life is on the line if I even should want to vote. Me being free in this country doesn't mean anything because you allow racist white men to harass me and do whatever they want. They're put in positions of power, not only in the police forces that are supposed to monitor my community, but in the politics, the state legislation, the presidential office. Again, showing why this country was never built for us. Mm-mm. Then you go from 1965 to today. Everyone keeps posting these progressive photos of Martin Luther King. And the best one I've seen is in this photo, not a building burned, not a building looted, not an act of violence. And all I can respond to is, okay, look on the other side of that photo. A black building burned, a black business looted, and black violence. The man that you prop around here to say that he was progressive and did none of that violence was murdered. The men and women in that photo next to him were attacked by dogs, beaten on live TV in front of the news. They were shut down with water hoses. So don't tell me about progressive progression and what's come to Black America. Everything that we've got and we've had to fight for and die for in this country to be allowed to be put into a system, yet again, that was not built for us, that was not made for us, does not care about us. You have the Rodney King incident in 90, I think 92. Mm-hmm. Five officers beat this man to the end of his life. Not a single one convicted. None of them. Till we have May 26, 2020. An officer, Devin Chauvin, put his knee on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. 
live on video, killing that man. And it took you five days to make an arrest. There is no progression for a system that we are not meant to be in. The system isn't broken. The system works just fine because it works fine for the people it was designed for. Mm-hmm. We were never meant to be included in it. It was never meant to make us more money. And one thing I did skip over for people that aren't aware of what the uh, Black Wall Street was, mm-hmm. it was when Black people got their act together, said, fuck this, we're going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they really showed how much the Black dollar is worth. They have one of the most flourishing economies in the country. All Black-owned businesses. It was destroyed. Firebombed. Terrorism on your own country. Domestic terrorism by white men who are afraid of how powerful, educated, and strong Black people could be and how united they could be. Another way the system has pushed us back. So throughout all this separation, all this fighting for black people, you then rig the system with this redistricting and rezoning. You redlining. You allow us to not be able to get loans. You allow us to not be able to get jobs. You create affirmative action. Affirmative action was just you could hire somebody that was of a color and then you got a bonus from the government for doing so. But you only hire them. You think we're not even qualified for the job just for that. And then we'll fire them later after you got your bonus for it. There's only been nine black senators. Nine. We have no representation. Every time we get a decent leader, he's either taken from us and killed or ridiculed or blackballed from doing the things he says he's going to do. We have black police officers that are then put into a system that's already older than them, that already has set in its ways, that either makes you get in line, toe the line, or get run over and do nothing. So again, they're put into a system that isn't designed for them to even make a change. This is our America. This is the plight of a black man. This is where we are. When you grow up black, you don't leave the house without identification. You don't have that luxury. You're not allowed to be loud in public and make a scene because you're already seen as a threat. When you're a black woman, you can't get angry because then you're a stereotypical black angry woman. You can't just say you're mistreated. What what do they do? Why does it matter? I feel in danger. You don't get that luxury. Black women, mothers, sisters have to worry every day about their sons, fathers, husbands going out because they can be seen as a threat for the color of their skin. Because you already have a preconceived notion about what they are and who they are because we can match any description because we all look alike. That's our black America. So people say it's just gonna change and election ain't gonna change shit. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> the lesser two evils, it shouldn't be the lesser two evils. Evil is evil no matter how you spin it. Right. So until they do right by us and pay for their original sins and acknowledge the fact that they never did a damn thing for us and there has been no real progression because you make it even harder every day to black in this country, you don't give a fuck about what's really going on. That's why I put that post on my Facebook today. What's the cost of a black man's life? Because you're more concerned about these fucking buildings and these storefronts mm-hmm. that people work their whole lives for to get. But what happens when a whole life is taken? How do you get that back? Mm-hmm. Don't. <clears throat> want to fuck some shit up? Even if it's not us, I don't feel bad about it. Because we have shit fucked up our whole life. From my mother's our grandmothers, great-grandmothers, and you just keep going back and it gets worse and worse and worse. Damn. So ain't nothing changing. So all these police chiefs out here with their sob stories and they're on our side, bullshit. Because today, in 2020, the San Diego police chief just said he's now banning chokeholds. What kind of fucking shit is that that you just now got some goddamn common sense? That you shouldn't put people in fucking chokeholds to restrain them. Yeah. You already got a gun. That bath in your chest alone gives you ultimate authority over me. My whole life can be fucking ruined by one false move. I grabbed my wallet because you asked me to. I moved too quick, thought it was a gun, I'm dead. What am I supposed to do? If you already feel your life is in danger from the moment you get to work, don't do that kind of work. The United States isn't a fucking war zone. Stop hiring all these military dumb fucks that just get out from wherever the fuck they were to think they're in a fucking war zone. You're in a fucking community. People pay taxes to be here. People own shit here. If you don't know them, don't be around them. If you're too scared to go to work, you fear for your life, don't do that fucking work. Go be a janitor. You want to fucking beat people up? Go be a UFC fighter. And then watch somebody whoop your fucking ass. You really can't fight. You can't do shit. Mm-hmm. If you get off on demasculating people, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Go live in your mom's basement and be on Twitter and write shit all day as a fucking egg emoji. <laughs> Woo. Come through, Sam. Woo. Hey. Brother Sam. Right. Hey, that was a whole ass history lesson, bro. Man, we done about I don't know how many fucking podcasts, um, and we had I don't know how many conversations and countless of text messages and 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 social media messages and damn, I mean everything. How many times we hung out? How many times we did this and that? Man, that right there. Boy, that was fire. I was on the edge of my seat. God damn. <laughs> hey. And I saw that post. Uh, what is the cost of a black man's life, man? And, man, that spoke to me volumes. Volumes. I was like, yo, that's, that is a, shit, that's a million dollar question right there, man. What is the cost? 
you know. And there um, is no price to a life. I don't have an answer. Yeah, I don't have an answer for you, bro. Ain't no, ain't, ain't no. Because you shouldn't. Ain't no cost. Because you shouldn't have an answer. Mm-mm. Yeah. Man. Man. <clears throat> when you were me, before, I, before I switch it over and let one of you guys speak, I want to give you guys a story about my first racist experience. Okay. So I know I'm from the, I'm from the rural South, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. My mom, my dad was a cop. My mom cleaned houses for white people and was a cafeteria lady at Head Start. Made every dollar stretch. One of the people's houses she worked for were the Carnies. They own a rodeo in Burnings, Louisiana. So I would do shit and help them there. I don't know if you guys know what mud busting is, but it's the event at the rodeo where all the little kids ride the sheep and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was getting the sheep ready, right? Uh-huh. So I'm getting the sheep ready. White dude jumps up. Oh, I only had black sheep in the event this year. Wow. And I look back, and everyone's like, oh, my bad. It's just a little nigger. Wow. Oh, shit. How, how old were you? I was seven years old. Shut up. Wow. So imagine a seven-year-old hearing that, and then as you look back, you hear, see an entire section of people, white crowd, laughing. They had just sat there and laughed. Wow. This is where people ask me about good cops. Father is at the same event. So I go tell him what happened. Right. Black cop, rule south. How much power do you think he really has in a crowd of white people? Not much. He has to go tell the chief of police that's there. Officer Minor Pat, never forget this till this day. But dad tells him, Officer Patton goes up on the stands to the guy, he has me point him out. They have whatever discussion they have from the stands. He yells out, Hey kid, I'm sorry. And then they shake hands. That's all that happened. Mm-hmm. So then we get home, my dad tells me, I know you've never been called that before, but that won't be the last time you called it either. <laughs> Damn. So the reason why we have you do things because you have to be better and do better. Yeah. So like when I was a kid growing up, I couldn't hang out with certain kids. I couldn't hang out with certain cousins. You know, we're family. So like, no, you have to be better. You don't just get to fit in and do all. No. So when they had the opportunity for me to leave Louisiana, they took me to Vegas. So I could probably, so I could hopefully end up doing something better with my life and what was going on down there. So not just a, a stat line in someone's fucking survey about black people in America. So I could be better and do better. Mm. And he was right. That wasn't the first time. I mean, sorry, that wasn't the last time I was called a nigga. Yeah. Because you saw the story a couple of years ago I posted on my Facebook. Uh, I was in Coronado on a oh, date. Yeah. And I was just walking down the street and someone yelled out nigga throughout the window. 
and I'm in Coronado. I'm supposed to be the nicest, one of the nicest parts of San Diego. Oh yeah, this was recent, right? Like yeah, like uh, like two uh, two years ago. Two years ago, 2018. I remember that. I remember that. Me too. Me too. Me too. And and so so with that being said, and and and, you know, I, I I was uh having a few conversations, you know, with with some friends of mine. And the the whole interracial dating, you know, came up. You know, what what's your thoughts on that? You know, so feeling my girlfriend is white. We've had a lot of discussions this week. She's the one to know everything. Like so of her her family, right? They reached out. Mm. They want to know my perspective. They want to know what's going on. How can they? Help. How can we do better? What do we have to do? Well, and I just told them, and they because I was like, it was a Facebook thing. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't have enough words to put on Facebook. I can just tell you I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't understand the pressure of, like I said, having to be better and do better always. And then knowing that it's great to be black, but this skin is sometimes a burden. And it makes you tired because you cannot just be somewhere. Like I can't go to certain neighborhoods and just hang out without getting stares or feel like I don't belong there. But you have to also turn that shit off sometimes and learn how to get comfortable in a sea of white. Mm -hmm. You know, I uh, today, uh, one of my coworkers, um, shout out, shout out to you, Tyrass, uh, white dude, you know, um, he was also, uh, from, uh, from the South as well. Um, a real, real good dude. So much so that he reached out, he called me originally and today, you know, I've kind of been up and down, you know, as far as, you know, my headspace. So I didn't have got a chance to return his phone call. But he texted me. And I'm going to read y'all what he texted me. Um, hey, man, sorry if you're busy when I called you, but today I'm calling all my friends of color to check in on them. As a white male, I have no right to have an opinion on this matter other than I am so upset and sad at how people of color have been oppressed and treated over the last 300 to 400 years. If there's anything I can do to be better, please let me know. And, um, you know, that, that, that really touched me, you know, um, because for him to have the presence of mind to reach out, you know, to me and, you know, all his other friends of, of color, you know, um, that that was really telling that you know this craziness that we're going through right now um that resonated with him as a white male that he has enjoyed white privilege he's even told me yes i i am uh not a victim of it but i i've <laughs> reaped the benefits of being a white male he's very candid about it and i appreciate that candidness because we no longer need any time to sugarcoat shit. We need, you know, real life conversations about these things. So 
Um, you know, I just wanted to shout him out and, you know, the countless of other, you know, uh, my white male and female friends that have reached out to me via Instagram or text messages. Um, uh, Colleen, you know, she's another one that's reached out. You know, I appreciate her. Um, you know, these people are recognizing what is going on. They've been recognizing what's been going on. Um, but it, it, it means a little bit more, though, when you take the time out to write out, you know, your responses and what you're feeling, what your thoughts are, and not keep silent about it. Because there's no time to be silent anymore. We need people to be as loud as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. So for all of our white friends that are stepping up to the plate and saying things and, and making their voices heard, we thank you. We appreciate you. And we urge you to continue to do so. Well, <clears throat> hey, man, that's facts. And for me, I get the, I got the text messages and the emails and the DMs and all this stuff about what could I do to make this better. And the thing is, I just want to say it's not just our our white friends, you know, it's it's a lot of my friends. It's my white friends, it's my Hispanic friends, it's my Asian friends. I mean, it's it's a lot of different people uh that step it up to the plate and try to make their voice heard and I I definitely appreciate that because it does mean a lot uh when it gets down to it, man, to know that somebody's in your corner. So uh salute to all of y'all, man, who's been Who's been out there, or um, protesting, or just sharing a post, or writing a test message? I anything, anything is better than nothing. So the time to stay silent is definitely over. So, so shout out to y'all, man. Absolutely, yeah, y'all the motherfuckers. But speaking of protests, and speaking of um, going out to the front lines, your girl T was out there too. Yeah, buddy. I sure was, man. Yeah, we saw the video. Yeah. yeah. We saw the video. Tell us talk about the video, man. Yeah, so um I I didn't really think I was going to film it. I thought I was just going to take like, you know, some couple videos here and there, but I didn't think that the day was going to go the way that it did. I mean, a small part of me thought it would, but I thought maybe Sandy was going to keep it classy, but it's cool. Do you? Um so yeah, I did. I did decide to go protesting um, here because they had the first protest here in La Mesa um, at the La Mesa police station and I live a block away. So I walked over there um, with a couple friends and we stood there. We we shouted. We protested very peacefully. We went up and down the block. We um, took over trolley lanes, um, trolley tracks, the streets. Um, my whole street in front of my house um, was full of cars honking, cheering us on. Um, so yeah, we walked up and down the blocks. Um, and then I decided like one on our way back when I was passing my house, I stayed behind, um, and stood in front of my house just to continue to watch. Um, so yeah, I took a bunch of videos. I took a bunch of pictures, um, just so I can, you know, remember this moment and just so I can look back at this moment and just be like, damn, that, that was amazing. I saw so much color, so much diversity, so much like ages. It, it was, it was a beautiful sight to see. And it was the feeling of being there is indescribable. So 
I stood behind and I, I mean, I, I, I stayed behind and I had some other stuff to do for the rest of the day. So I went and handled some things that I had to do. I ended up finding out that they ended up taking the rest of the walk down to the freeway. And that's when they, um, yeah, they ran into the cops and they pushed through the cops and they ran into the freeway, shutting down a freeway east and the west. Um, and so on my way back home, um, it was already dark. And when I pulled up to my house, there was already a car crashed next to there's a little shopping center next to my complex. And there was already a car like all the way up in the on the curb crashed into um, like, it, I mean, I don't know. It's just like a so it was it was crashed into like a part of the building basically and people are like just jumping up and down around it you know yelling and cheering um so i parked my car on the street like a couple literally like down the street from where that car was crashed and i you know thought that it was going to be like okay thought it was just going to be that was going to be it and that did not happen um i was sitting in my room i was kind of just like winding down and I had my windows open and I could just, all I could hear was helicopters and sirens and screaming, you know, like yelling. Um, and I was like, man, this is so noisy outside. So I decided to look outside and sure enough, man, like I could see so many sirens or like lights coming from the Vaughn shopping center. Um, I come to find out that they were actually looting Sally's. And so I hop on somebody's live and sure enough, Sally's is getting looted. Vaughn's is getting looted. Um, there's a beauty school there. Like that whole shopping center got looted. Um, and then the, the shopping center next to my house as well. The, there's a Supercuts, there's a Domino's, there's like a Thai place. Like it, it was a H&R Block. Like all their windows were broken, graffitied, everything. Um, and I'm just like watching this outside my window. And I just kept watching and realized that it just kept getting closer. It went from Bonds to where literally in front of my house. Um, they set the car on fire, the one that was crashed. And the, the smoke was just going. And then fire, fire like people were starting to light, to light up like fireworks so that was going off in front of my house and when I looked down and realized where the where they were lighting the fireworks it was right next to my car so I was like shit dude like y'all know I just got a car right <laughs> so I was like yeah mm -hmm. so I'm like you look I don't condone the violence but I ain't gonna stop you either like do you you know if this is the way you're gonna get hurt go ahead but let me move my car first though you know like let me get out of your way <laughs> so I went out there and I got to see the car like up in flames and I just like ran in my car and drove it half a mile away up and down the street that was kind of like hidden. So just to avoid the chaos and literally just walk back and it was just crazy to see so much going on. Um, there was a car that kept making so many noises that I thought it was just bullets flying everywhere. Like I was like, oh my God, it's so scary. Like it went into like 12, you know, one o'clock in the morning. I think that's when I finally like I, I have to go to sleep because I just couldn't like. It, it was really hard to go to sleep, but I was like, I need to force myself because this is so much mentally like heavy. And the next day I woke up to like, there was so much more graffiti, the social security building, the windows were broken. It was tagged up. There was another shopping center across the street with a taco shop in it. They tagged that place up too. not too much, but it, I just, I just looked outside and there was already a gang of people like walking up and down the blocks with buckets, wagons, brooms already. Um, I heard that somebody was like on live out in the area and last night I and that night I could see like fires and I didn't know where they were coming from it looked like it was the Vons and I was like shit dude I think they set the Vons on fire but it was actually the banks um and on Spring Street so that's what was happening over there and the fires were so like big from where I was and I was like dude like La Mesa's up in flames dude it's just it was an insane thing to see happening like I had a front row seat to it 
um, and it was scary. But then at the same time, I was scared just for like bystanders, you know, to get hurt in the process because a lot of my neighbors were out there, people just standing around. I was just more like, I just don't want people to get hurt. That's that was more of my fear. But as far as like what's happening, like again, I don't condone the violence. I don't condone. I don't condone the looting or the 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 the, the, the chaos of it, the rioting, but. Man, sometimes you gotta, if you want drastic changes, you gotta do some drastic measures. And that means you gotta light some shit on fire, light that shit on fire if you wanna get your voice heard. So it was amazing to see all that. And so, yeah, I just, every time I saw something, I would just record it, I would document it. And I put that video together today and I uploaded it on my Instagram so people could just see that I was a part of the peaceful pro uh, a protest and it was beautiful. I was, I feel proud to have been there and to see how like left it went. But again, I'm, I don't agree or disagree with it. I'm just, do you. Let your voice be heard. If that's what you need to do, then go ahead. I'm going to stand back and I'm going to let you do your thing. Let me just move my car, though. That's it. <laughs> let me just move my car, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah, man. That's scary, man. But thank you. Thank you for sharing that experience. With us. Yeah. And being out there, man. And then. And we're glad that you're okay. Yes, Absolutely. thank you. Yeah, Absolutely. I had a lot of people checking in on me, like people that knew that I live in La Mesa, like, oh, I know you live in La Mesa. And I'm like, yeah, girl, shit's happening right in front of me. And they were like, wait, right in front of you? That That's close? I'm like, oh, girl, I have front row, like, view to this. All I have to do is walk outside yeah. and I could, I could literally be right there along with them running around. I saw a guy, because when I saw the live that they were uh, looting bonds, um, I saw like a guy with like a cart, a shopping cart. It was packed to the like the rim of stuff. And I was watching that on the live. And then I, when I looked outside the window, that same guy was rolling down University Avenue, going west wow. on that shopping cart. That's crazy. Uh -huh. That's crazy. And just a bunch of people just running and, around and, wild. And I, and I think honestly, like, you know, because I knew we have all was on someone's live. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. You guys are probably familiar with the Instagram page. Day, I think it's Dago TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, on Instagram, yeah. And they were documenting a whole lot of stuff. I think the other night, a couple of nights ago, some people were downtown, and um, you know, a gang of cops rolled up on them, and mm -hmm. they that show was that was live as well. Mm -hmm. um, Santee, um, they've been a. Uh, Giving it up, you know, stay classy, Santi. Um, right. They they brought know, their um, whole neighborhoods out to protect their stores. They were like, we ain't fucking around over here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they've also been. Uh, it's Clan Tito. Yeah. We've seen the good and the bad of, of Santi. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's been amazing. And, uh, horrifying you know at the same time you can kind of see it you know, from these first person perspectives you know um you know through the protests and the rioting and the looting and everything and it's just it's like wow you know when, when when that chase bank was on fire i was like that's insane mm -hmm. you know it's and um just lead me to my to my next point you know where you know you you have you know, these individuals that are, you know, tagging, you know, uh, buildings and, and setting shit on fire, and, but just all for, for the wrong reasons, though. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is, is there really a right reason to set shit on fire and 
fag shit. Who who knows? You know, right. I mean, we can you can make, you make an argument for and against it. But I think when when people are doing it to in, in efforts of getting you know black and brown people in trouble, you know, with the cops because there's already tension there as it is. Right. Um, that's wrong. And I saw I saw uh, John Bone Jones. I see the video clip of him. Yeah. Taking, yeah. Yeah. Taking a a spray can from a guy. You know that was that was really cool. That was that was dope of him. You know. He probably didn't um, know who he was. Oh no, no, he he he, he looked like he looked like he was shook. He didn't he didn't know who it was. You know, he was like give me that damn. Thing. You know that was dope. You know because he he knew like Dude, it's not what we want. You we know, saw so, the J.R. Smith clip, right? Oh yeah, he whipped that guy's ass. Yeah, because he was trying they to. Are hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I don't know, if you want to tell the people who know what about yeah. more about that? J.R. Smith was a. Uh... Just walking back from the protest, he was there with a couple of NBA players, and it made it clear like, this dude was in a residential area. He broke yeah. my window to my car, so I whipped his ass. This wasn't no yeah. protest shit. <laughs> this was you in the wrong place doing some <laughs> dumb shit. So I whipped this little white kid's ass. It is what it yeah. is. Like I'm not for the bullshit. Right. Well, I was, and people forget how big idea. Jr. is. Like Jr. is oh, no. fucking big ass dude. Six like six 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 hovering over this dude, like <laughs> whoop, this, beating his ass with some like Air Force Ones. Like God damn, exactly. Friends, yeah, come on, guys, hilarious. respect his privacy. I'm like, nah, he's putting hands and feet on it. Exactly. <laughs> Shit. No, he, he did what he had to do, man. For real. Yeah, I'm thinking the same shit too. Shout out to Jay off for that, man. For real. You Ooh. know. Yeah. And he beat his ass too. He, <laughs> he sure did. did. He put he put his hands on him. I saw the yeah, live, you know, that you, the the one that you're talking about, the from Daigle TV, like the footage that the the footage that they were uh, grabbing it from is from a guy called Arturo. Ar- Ar- Arturo? Right, right. Right. Um, Did I, watched, his I watched his entire live last night, the like three hours long, four hour long wow. live. Yeah, I, I had it kind of in the background at first, but every time it got crazy, I would look over and be like, yo, what's happening? Um, so I watched that entire live and um, I saw a lot of like looters trying to loot and how a lot of people would stop them. I saw um, this guy trying to break into, I don't know what what uh, kind of um <clears throat> building it was or what it what store the store was called but they were trying to break the windows and some guy literally came over and like rushed them and pushed them out of the way and they were ready to fight and everybody was just like nah this is not what we're doing this is not what we're here for so it was really nice right, to see that people right. are trying to step up that they're trying to like protect these buildings and all this stuff and that i saw the guy climbing onto like um like a billboard um trying to tag it um yeah it was crazy to, and then they finally looted a like a glasses store or something like that so they went in it was a bat. yeah they o- went Oakley, in on it something. yeah like ray-bans yeah. and i don't know what else yeah so they looted it and yeah, yeah. he would document and just be like oh guys like they're shooting at us and oh they're shooting now oh they're throwing gas at us now or oh, we're going this way they were just kind of walking <clears> in circles honestly like i kept trying to like yeah. figure out what street they were on and it just it seemed like they were just going in circles and i'm like i don't People, a lot of people kept commenting like, "This is so unorganized. What are y'all doing? Where's, where's, what's the purpose? Where's the goal?" Um, but everybody kept saying like, "You guys are walking in circles. They're gonna box y'all in if y'all don't move and like disperse." But they like they right. he would show video footage of like on the next block, but where like a bunch of people were like running south and stuff, and you're like, "What?" I'm like, "What is happening?" And yeah, to see that ending footage of when 
the cops finally approached that group or the group that he was a part of and and cornered them, huh? And him throwing himself on the floor and stuff. And then him, yeah, Yeah, talking about his Gucci little fanny pack being stolen. Like, okay, get over yourself. Right. Well, and then, and then yeah, I mean, that was, you know, that was crazy. I mean, because it seemed like it was about, about 20, 30, 30 cops, you know, like it mm-hmm. was, they were deep, you know, just they, they just, they bit that corner and it was just nowhere for for that group of people to go. They just had to lay down their face, you know, so that was crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I seen another clip of with this, this uh, black chick. Uh, she had, uh, she confronted these, these kids in this car. And she threw a brick back at him, like, yo, don't give these black brothers these bricks to throw and vandalize these buildings because they're blaming it on us. And she got in their ass, you know, and that was great to see. Yeah. You know, because that's there was a they, uh, I mean, leaving... there was a, a part of LA that they showed somebody had dropped off like a a pallet bricks. full of bricks. A bricks. And they were like, yo, what the fuck? Why is this even here? There's no other construction going on. Why is this random pile of bricks here? Like, oh, somebody's well, enticing yeah, this shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was another clip. There, there was another clip of uh, this white chick. Uh, she was spray painting, you know, BLM, Black Lives Matter. and oh, Starbucks. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and those cops just laughing at her, you know, and telling yeah. her, oh, don't forget. You know, and it, it, it is... And it's crazy because you know a lot, a lot, a lot of this stuff. You know, black, blacks and browns. You know, we're we're, we're and, 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 and also whites too. I'm not saying it's all white people. You know, but we're they're learning more and more how you know we're, we're seeing how the 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 agenda or the narrative is being manipulated. You know, and. Um, it's 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 crazy that we're being able to get so much of it on tape, and you know we're recording all of it, you know. But uh, yeah, it's like damn. You well, know, like, they I'm need to look at most of this shit all, happens at night, so all the peaceful stuff is during the daytime. Yeah, for sure. So like at night, sure. and they've got they already got the reports like all these different groups that are coming in different towns, whether it be Antifa, looking like the whatever that Rainbow Coalition shit is. It's like a hate group as well. That come in and do all this dumb shit, and most of the rest from people that aren't don't even live in the cities they're in or even the state that's coming to fuck shit up. It's like, what? come on, man! Like that ain't that ain't part of what we're doing anyway. And during the day, y'all ain't got no problems. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> these protests and stuff. I just found out an hour ago. What a rubber bullet actually looked like. You guys, do you guys know what a rubber bullet looks like? Yes. Holy yeah. shit, bro! Yeah. I thought the rubber bullet was probably the size of a of a bullet. You know, what? a small <laughs> hell no, big yeah. ass rubber. And they're fucking. They're not. Yeah, it's a full yeah. rubber. So imagine you cutting off rubber of a tire and molding it. It's not hollow. It's thick nope. ass rubber, so people have died from those. Like in the past years, like being somebody shot that shit into somebody's chest and killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those aren't safe. Those aren't deterrents. Man, and that poor girl that got hit in the face. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was. Oh hard. yeah, right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, but my, my my brother, he got he got shot. Um, just the other day, he was out protesting out in La Mesa, 
And he he uh got shot in his cheek, it ricocheted, you know. So uh, wow, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Them shits is, and there was this one club. I think it was in Austin, Texas. This guy had a shotgun just just lit. That's like, dude, these people are running away from you, and you just shoot down them. Like, what what kind of shit is that? Man, that shit is like a fucking tennis ball, bro. Yeah, dog. That shit. Oh man, I was seeing pictures of a lot of news reporters that got shot. Uh, The worst, of course, is the young young lady who got shot here. But the pictures of uh, this one guy, a reporter, got shot. Right in his throat, and it was oh man! And people got shot in the back, in the leg. Uh, this one girl got shot in the face as well, and she was rushing to get surgery to see if they could save her left eye because he was hit her right there in the face. And man, wow. that shit is no joke. I was I was just amazed about what it looks like, man. It's like imagine the damage that shit does to you. Yeah, dog. Yeah, man. Shit ain't sweet out here. But I, I did want to touch on something too, because you know, someone asked me too about the plight of, of black cops during all this. It's like they're between a rock and a hard place. A lot of black cops actually come from are from their communities, or they really just become police officers because they are in the military. So that's their fallback. That's what they were gonna do. They some of them don't take advantage. What you can do in the military, like get a degree in a specialized field, like IT or something, or chemical or engineering or any form of education stuff like that beyond it. So they just go into law enforcement. Right. So then you put those same black people into a system that was created and by white people to police areas. So they have a certain way of doing it and tactics. And a lot of their counterparts. They're sergeants who are above them and captains and chiefs. That's the way they want shit done. So you have to get in line. Right. So they do. And there are some cool ones out there that, you know, will let random shit slide, but they can't because they got a bullshit partner that's going to fucking be whatever towards the situation. It's like, damn, why are you doing that rah, rah, rah shit? This ain't that serious. Like, chill. Like that uh, video that was out circulating the internet for the last couple of days of this black dude that's a federal agent getting harassed by two cops because he oh, was I like some other guy. He's like, "What are you talking about? No, I I, I'm not that guy. You think I'm lying to you? Because sure. like, I'm not lying to you. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. I've been here as friends or family. Like, why watch this? Gonna be real surprised and pull my ID. No, no, go ahead, pull my ID out. Uh huh. <laughs> FBI. That's what I'm talking about. He's like, no, I want your number. I need your right. number, and I want your sergeant here now. Right. And the guy was like, no, we're sorry. Like, I don't want your apology. I need your badge numbers. I need your cards. Like, right. you fucked Absolutely. up. Like, you know you fucked up. Absolutely. So you're racially profiling me. I'm already telling you you got the wrong guy. I don't even know who this guy is. I've already identified myself as somebody else before you even said it. And you keep calling me that. Like, this is going to trick me or some shit. Right. Yeah, I seen that shit. That was that was that was fantastic. Um, just the look on their face, they were like, "Oh, duh," you know. That was like, yeah, that you're was fucked, crazy. and I'm not. No, call your sergeant over here, you little bitch. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and the sergeant was like, "You stupid motherfuckers!" And then they got on the camera too. It's like, well, <laughs> I'll tell you. 
<laughs> the most cringy part about the whole video that was very eye-opening, especially, man, is the message of a black man, right? right. Where the cop told him, you know what? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And the guy said, no, you are wrong. That right there speech should speak to a lot of people's souls. Like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Why you're doing wrong? It's already too late for that kind of shit. It's too late. Yeah. They yeah. already consider that you you're you're wrong, and that's that's scary, man. That's scary. Yeah. But because because they know they're playing with house money, you know, and when yeah. you're playing with house money, you know, it's like I I can just do whatever the fuck I want to do at that point, you know. So it it, it it's it's sad. Um, just going going back back to your point, Sam, about you know the black cops being in being from that community. Um, if you flip down over his head, you have these white cops that police areas that they're not from. And, you know, like I said, going back to, you know, just having a system that's not built for us as black people, you have this, you know, white cop. And like I said, I, I, I it said that I always have to preface this by saying all cops are bad. We know that. We should already, already know that, you know. But like I said, you have some of these cops going into these predominantly black areas, and um, you know they 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 they're already racially charged as it is, and you know that's why a lot of this shit goes down as well. You know, like you know with the Eric yeah, Gardner, and the, the whole know. and the whole thing about too like police forces doesn't make any sense. Like just looking at look at San Diego, right? Right. There right. are certain communities in San Diego that don't even have police forces. They use the sheriff's department because the county's so fucking big. So you're already putting people that have that have no clue about the areas that they're patrolling or the community uh-huh. is supposed to serve. They have no engagement with anybody in it. Like if you yeah. want to get this community and be ingratiated into it, you need to be showing your face on the same streets as the same people you claim protect and serve. Yeah. People, people are crazy, man. When it comes to this, and and you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of police officers who are from the neighborhood. They know the people. The people know them. They made their presence known, and we need a lot more of that to save our uh, our cities and our towns. Uh, but there's are people who just gonna come and fuck it up, and that's gonna be the problem. It's gonna forever be the problem. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, man. Um, after all this. Um, if we don't make great strides, at least something come out of it to where people are just tired and it shit got to stop. It got to right. stop. Well, I, I, I'll say this. I mean, I, I've really, I'm a firm believer and I heard this, you know, um, listening to the, uh, watching the Don Lemon show on CNN. Um, once they arrest all four of these cops and bring some real, like, justice, you know, to the community, I, I really have a strong feel that a lot of these riots will stop or will, will slow down at the very least. But people, motherfuckers are mad. They're angry. Well, they're upset because, like, we still have these three cops that were standing around that had just as much to do with George Floyd's death as the, the Derek Chavon, whatever the guy's name is, you know, had just as much to do with his death, you know, and they're still walking around free. You know, so I saw a Facebook post that it was like a woman. She said that she was uh she was white but she was married um to a black guy, but her 
question was basically like i get all of this like i get it i really do but what's the goal like what's the end goal like i i she was confused by the end goal and so i decided to respond and i was like honestly i don't know if this is the end goal but i this is my perspective of the end of, of the goal i guess and i think i was like first i think is finding convictions of the rest of the cops that were not um that are still walking free um and then she was just like and then what and then i'm like well i mean that's that's just a start and it's a start and it gives us it, it gives people of color an ounce like literally an ounce of hope to think and to hope that this behavior of convicting people or you know co convicting police for this type of crime for it to be taken care of immediately and not not for it to take a whole week full of violent protest for to get their attention that is that's the hope that that police brutality will stop because this is a big ass lesson for our country and hopefully this lesson can be learned for everybody this is a lesson for everybody and we're hoping that maybe if they can do that if we have made such loud noises through the country that they can finally listen and realize that they need to do what they got to do to bring justice and hope that they can continue that moving forward that was my goal or at least my perspective. I was like, I think that's what people want. That's people want justice. And, and after that, we're going to want justice for everything because look at all the ignored deaths that have happened before George Floyd and all those cops are walking around free as fuck. So it, it's, it's starting, it's, it's convicting these, these, these cops and put them and, and take them and, and pr prosecute them to the extent of the law just like they would do to any other person that's not a cop. In the quickness of how they do it to people of color, they deserve that same treatment. That is what justice is. And, you know, I agree with Sam. Like, at the end of the day, we can do all that. They can convict all those cops. I feel like, at the end of the day, this system was not built for people of color. Um, this system was built for the people that wrote it were all white in the times that the constitution and all of that shit was written, it was written by white people who owned slaves at the time. You know, like that, that shit was never meant for us. That shit was never meant for people of color, immigrants, black people, anybody that wasn't white, it wasn't meant for us. And I, I, I made this post on my Facebook and maybe I was reaching, but I, I feel like this is what it is. Honestly, I just, America needs to come to its fucking knees and America needs to crumble. And I feel like the only way you're gonna be able to do that is it's through money. You got to take their money away. You, if you don't hurt those fucking rich people's pockets, they don't give a fuck. But they'll care when you start to dig into their pockets. So, well, uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry to jump in. I just go back to what Sam said, I think it was last week, about, you know, hitting the, hitting the cops' pension. Yep. Like I, was, I still have yet to hear anything as good as that, you know, since this whole... Uh, since George Floyd's death, you know, that was spot on. Mm -hmm. That shit was spot on. And, and hopefully that gained some traction somewhere, somehow, because you, you, right, you got you to hit these motherfuckers where it hurts, and yep. that's the pocket. The pockets, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to hit it where it hurts, you know. Uh, that's the only way that, you know, and I mean, at the very least, you know, let's, let's start off, I mean, it'd be nice to get a conviction from all four of these guys, but fuck, can we at least get all four of them arrested? Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, I as you guys know, the, the like... new DA that took over, uh, he did an interview yeah. today saying that he's 
he's they're they're getting ready to draw formal charges for the other two for okay. two of the other three officers. Bruh. So because because the video initially of some of you guys saw it when George when George Floyd was already in the car. He was getting his right. shit beat out of him. Yeah. So they have that. By the cops. Was one of the uh, was one of the cops that went into the other video when they had him on the ground. The other two officers. So he was also part of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other the like the Asian cop, I guess, stood there for the whole thing. Like he was never on top of George doing any any shit to him. But here's the problem. This could have all been solved from the jump. I was talking to my sister today mm-hmm. about it. Like, all right. If you know this country is at a boiling point for whatever reason, you got people locked in their houses, they lost jobs, they ain't got shit else to do anyway. And then you put a match to it, a racial injustice. You want to save face in Minneapolis? You arrest them. You already know any DA chief of police knows this shit, whatever it is, good old boys club. This shit probably won't even stick to you. We got to save face to keep shit quiet. But you fucking idiots want to show how much power you have and do nothing and protect your own so fucking bad. This is where you are today. So when the phrase says no justice, no peace, why should the American people give you any type of peace when no justice has been brought before you. Right. And then they're going to run into this problem. Even if they do arrest those other officers, what happens in six months when that goddamn trial starts and you don't have a conviction? If you think shit is bad now... Right. People going to lose their fucking mind. This shit... It'll be a... Nah. And heaven they better fucking pray that that conviction if it doesn't happen doesn't happen in November you think people are going to vote it's going to be fucking riots beatings at every polling booth don't nobody want to hear from Trump don't nobody want to hear from fucking Biden y'all ain't got the fucking answers I don't want to hear shit from you because every time a black person wants something in this goddamn country a law has to be written about it. So I can't get equality because well, I want to change. You got to write a whole law for me to fucking feel included in some shit. Right. That's what I'm saying. Go get out and vote. The foundation oh, shit. of America. Well, I can't do this. So write a shit. law for me. Oh, this company's going to hire black people. Oh, shit. Go write a law for me. Oh, I'm go to jail. I'm supposed to be uh, a reformed citizen. But my actual rights are taken away once I get out because I can't vote. You know, uh, I can't get a decent job to pay back all the fees you made me pay because you put me on probation. So I got to pay them when I don't have a job. They're going to put me back in jail if I don't get a job. But nobody wants to hire me because of my record now. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What system is that? You've now taken me out of America, put me into whatever this prison industrial complex is within America that never allows me to get back. And even if you write a law for me, right. I can't do it. Because right. I become a second class, well, fuck, I'm not even a second class citizen now. I am a third class citizen within my own country because I'm already a minority. Like, 
How fucked up is that? All the way fucked. And I do want to... Uh, there's one more point that... So, the former... Um, I don't know what he is. Something like... I guess he was the former creator of BET, Black Entertainment Television, said that the United oh. States government should pay $14 trillion in reparations. Now, to me, I have no idea. That is the dumbest shit in the world. Okay. To me. Right. There are 38 million black people in America. 38 million people in the $14 trillion is almost $370,000 each. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? Right. I, I just, I wonder what. How did he land on fourteen trillion? You know, like you know, out of all the numbers, like, you if know. that's fourteen trillion a piece, all right, cool. <laughs> right, right. I right. mean, the dollar ain't gonna be worth shit, but I said I'm a trillionaire. Oh yeah, the dollar's gonna be yeah, yeah. We're gonna be talking about pesos worth more than the dollar at that point. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Whole- and no offense to uh, indigenous people of the America, but they got land. Granted, it's not the best land to get, but they got it. They got access to college for free. They get money from the government every month. And you talking about this bullshit plan you want us to get $14 trillion as a payout? We built this country. That goddamn White House is covered in the blood of slaves. Right. We built that shit. What 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 number what number would you would you feel comfortable with? Like just just hypothetically. If for for me reparations, yeah, I want every black American adult to not pay taxes ever. Uh-huh. So we pay no state, we pay no federal tax in this country. So going not exempt, then basically, like like the Indians. Yeah, kinda. so we don't get that at all. Some I want, homie. I want land of yeah. my choosing. Now you tell me, right. I want to be an acre and a half. I'll keep it small. I want an acre and a half of land, wherever I choose. You want a mule? Nope, too? I don't want a mule. I don't want any type of vehicle from <laughs> I want pr- real prison reform. I want all people uh-huh. that are in prison for for nonviolent crimes to be released. I want uh-huh. all black people that are homeless to be given free room and board for a year, mental health advocacy for them for that entire year for free. I want redistricting of schools. I want an influx of a minimum of $3 million to every single black high school in this country. I want same federal grants lended to HBCUs. I want them to be recognized as full-on D1 schools, so they can get these same benefits and perks that these large football schools get that use the black American athlete 
for profit and don't pay them a fucking dime Bruh. and do nothing Bruh. for them. Bruh. Bruh. I want more minorities put into Congress based on their actual tenure and work that they've done already in politics. Right. I want all companies to be held accountable for their executive boards of hiring minorities from within their own companies. They look over every single day because the higher you go up, the wider it gets. Right. That's a start. <clears throat> I can probably think of some other shit later, but that's what I want. <laughs> right on, dog. Sounds good to me. I'm going to sign off on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that was fire, man. That was really good. So, um, I guess we'll get two podcasts this week, too. So, looking forward to that. Um, but other than that, man, whew, that was that was that was some heat, man. That was that was some fucking fire, man. I hope y'all learned something out there, right? And after you hear it, share it with somebody who needs to hear it, mm. because yeah. that's the only what? way. It's word of mouth. Like we can share nice. memes all fucking day, and people are not gonna read between the lines. You know, people are just yeah. going to see it for what it is and just read words. But people need to hear this. People need to hear um, compassion and people need to hear passion in the voices that in how we speak about the current events because it's affecting um, and it's pain and it's Absolutely. suffering. And you're not going to get that through reading some words and a meme. And may, yeah, pictures goes a long way and, and they can paint a really large picture for you. But sometimes you need to hear it from personal perspectives um, for people to understand you just a little bit more to understand the bigger picture just a little bit more Um, so yeah so if you're listening to this and you're feeling moved share this shit with somebody share it with somebody who needs to hear it your family your friends whomever everybody no matter if all the the all the listeners out there too there are a lot of big local elections coming up in different states so if you got this November, a lot of shit can swing either way. And make sure you're putting people that are going to do right by you and the community and represent you at the best and their fullest and actually make some goddamn changes that you want. Get them in office. And when they fucking get all high and mighty in their power, remind them every fucking day I put you here and I'll get your ass out of here. Because you're a public fucking servant. And the public ain't happy. That's right. And parents, I urge all the parents out there, sit your kids down and have real life conversations with them. Let them know what the hell is going on in the world. Equip them with the knowledge that they need to have a fighting chance, especially all the parents of... uh, Black and brown and and, and uh, children of color. Yes, they need to know how to conduct themselves the moment they step outside their door each and every morning. Yes. and even and to my friends and friends and family that are white, have conversations with your kids too to try to destroy the systematic racism that we have in this world. Yes, you know, break we're not the link. born with it. We're not born with it. That shit is right. taught. So break the lake. 
Somebody has to it change the generational curse. Like that's what it is. Like right. these the generation after generation, you know, all our ancestors have right. had to fight literally all their fucking lives. Right. And we are our ancestors and we're still suffering the same fucking pain that they did because we haven't broke that fucking curse. And we need to right. fucking break that shit. And it's up to us. It's our generation. Mm. If we don't roar loud enough, then they're going to be mm. roaring just as much or even more come 10 years, come 20 years from now. Yeah, man. There's Facts. people already out there in the street seeing it. You got people that were marching back in the 60s going still to this day. They're like, mm-hmm. we already been through this shit and y'all still don't get it. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Still don't get it. Mm-mm. Well, yes. on that note, I guess we're going to see y'all again in a few days. Yes. That was a fire episode. Thank you, guys. That was, that was, woo, that was some shit. Stay up. Stay prayed up. Yes. Yes, Burn some sage. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental, man, because it's hard, you know, so you guys stay safe. No matter what you got doing. Remember, don't fall for the bullshit. Keep the third eye open. That's right. That's right. Yeah, all that. Stay woke. Okay. On that note, good night. Peace. Later.